If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. And this afternoon, conflicting account of what influenced the resignation of former Majority Leader Oseche Minsabunsu. While MPP National Organizer Harry Nanabwachi says his commitment as chairman of the party's manifesto committee prompted his resignation, director of communications for the MPP campaign team, Dennis Miracles Abwaji, says otherwise. Has approved um, the following names for to constitute the. Parliament. Honorable Alexander Afenyo Marken will be our new majority leader. The members of the manifesto committee as was issued who are equally holding other positions um, in government and in parliament. Also, heavy carbohydrate diet among Ghanaians predisposing large to stroke and other lifestyle diseases. We'll hear from the Cardiology Society on how you can stay healthy. We are seeing a lot of heart attack. We get caught every now and then, people having heart attack. And later in the bulletin, wildlife experts warn of a possible invasion of snakes and other reptiles into homes for shelter as Ghana experiences a rise in weather temperature. Will tell you how you can stay safe. So be here. This is the pause brought to you always by Global Communities Dignilu uh, Affordable Sanitation for all. Uh, stay with us for the details of all these stories and more. My name is Samuel Kojo Brace. This afternoon, conflicting account of what influenced the resignation of former Minority Leader Oseche Mensa Bonsu, while MPP National Organizer Henry Nanabwache says 
his commitment as chairman of the party's manifesto committee prompted his resignation director of communications for the npp campaign team dennis miracles abwaji says otherwise uh, uh we'll hear from him shortly first listen to us h.a mensa boss will explain why he had to step aside as majority leader in his own words he wanted peace to prevail let me take the opportunity to thank you for the cooperation and collaboration that existed between you and i over the entire period that our paths crossed here in parliament we have worked together to uplift the status of the Ghanaian parliament in many endeavors and much more especially latterly since you assumed the position of the speaker of parliament the bigger human as you and i are we have occasionally agreed uh, disagreed but even in the state of disagreement, the kernel of the matter always being how to reform the system for a better way that will affect the affairs of Parliament. On the part of my colleagues in the majority, I express tons of appreciation for the trust reposed in me, beginning as corporate secretary under the venerable J.H. Mensah. Whip, Chief Whip, Deputy Majority Leader, Minority Leader for eight years, and Majority Leader for seven years and now two months. I guess this is unprecedented in the history of Ghana's parliamentary democracy. I thank my colleagues for always being there for me and for the cause of the party and government. I will entreat my colleagues I will entreat my colleagues to offer the same assistance and support to my successor in order to successfully prosecute the remaining agenda of government. In my capacity as leader of my caucus in minority and majority, as a leader, I've had to work with many of my compatriots on the other side of the political divide. Majority and minority leaders from the NDC, beginning with yourself, Right Honorable Alban Sumana, Kutso Bagbin, ESK Bagbin, the speaker in Life Before Life. Cletus Voka, my eternal friend. Dr. Benjamin Kumbo, the Honorable Harun Adjusu, and now the Honorable Atufosi. Doctor, in the case of all these people, we have developed a very cordial working relationship, even though we belong to different sides of the political spectrum. And the working relationship the speaker has translated into such close relationship that sometimes people begin to think that uh, perhaps we are hiding something from the rest of the members of parliament. But it's all to encourage a smooth transition of government business 
and indeed the cost of the country impact. And there's been speculations of Sertimian Zabunsu was forced to resign an MPP MP for Achim Swedro. Um, Kennedy was saying, yeah, this afternoon confirmed to journalists in Parliament that their former leader was forced out. Parliamentary correspondent Kweku Asante joins us with more. Kweku, uh, this is first, the first time an insider has confirmed what many suspect may have been the case. What is the mood in the House? This morning, before the proceedings started in the chamber, um, Kennedy was saying, I told journalists that although the chairman was removed, he believed that he had acted in a way that was cordial, that in expectation in terms of what exactly should happen on the floor of the house. So had rallied all of them to support Alexander Fenio Market. So the process actually went on in the house. MPP and peace now have to come to terms with the new leader of the house in the person of Alexander Fenio Market. Or Sabuzu today handed over to him officially, introduced him to his new seat, the black chair in the majority caucus. So it's been cordial. It was a little bit emotional, somewhat, in the house when Osechemen Sabuzu was reading his address to, to, to members of parliament because for so many, for so many, he has been used as the, he, 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 they've been used to him as the leader of the NPP caucus since 2009. He has either been minority leader or minority leader. And that, that, that is, that is like it for, for, for 15 years now. And he has also served in other leadership capacities, chief whip, deputy whips, among others. So, for Sechemen Sabosu to finally today take a bow and be introduced as the former majority leader, many people could, could not come to terms with that. And when he finished his address, members from both the minority and majority side gave him a round of applause. They stood up, standing ovation, and he has now taken a new seat behind the new leadership of parliament. Uh, there will be an emotional day in parliament, and of course, it will take some time to come to terms with it. But there's one key thing that, that you know, happened. That the first deputy speaker, uh, Joel Sewusu, and uh, the Honorable Apia Kobi were both not in the house today. Uh, many have been asking, do we know why? Well, the two have been one of the, the two have been, I should say, one of the very vocal persons who have, um, who have, as it were, um, supported us, HMS Abunzu, as majority leader, and kicked against the decision by certain elements within the party to seek. Was, was underway, both gentlemen were not on the floor. Later on, Andy Apiakubi actually came in, but the first deputy speaker, who has actually been the most vocal in speaking about his indignation about how this process has been managed, did not come up to the chamber at all. In fact, yesterday he was the one who presided over the house up until when it, it ended yesterday. yesterday. He, he did speak to journalists yesterday and spoke about how he was disappointed that Osei Bonsu had decided to resign. He was disappointed, not have, not excited about the decision to resign. I've also been talking about the explanation that has been offered by some that are saying members are going to have to resign to be able to take up the, cha- the chairmanship of the manifesto committee. So as far as he was concerned, that did not make sense because a members are going to a really hard-working person who could do both, could juggle both at the same time. Mm-hmm. So one person could sit from morning to the next morning if there was work to be done. So that did not make quite a lot of sense to him. But today he was not in parliament. It was the mm. notable absence in, in Parliament today. Of course, some have interpreted that to mean that it was because of his 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 his, his opposition to the changes that have been made in Parliament today. But of course, we've not officially heard a word 
from him, but he was not in parliamentary grace. Mm. It, it will be such an emotional period because this is a man, like you said, people have come to know him in that, in that leadership in the house. Uh, with the words he gave today, him bowing out and giving the seat to Afayomake, it would, you know, uh, exude some sort of emotions on the part of, especially the majority. Did you witness, you know, some of these giggles or possibly some emotional uh, uh, expression of how people saw the last days of Honorable Seche, Mr. Bonsu? Well, it was it was a quiet timber whilst he, he, he addressed the house. Both members from the minority majority benches, the sides, were very quiet. All throughout, whilst he was speaking, everybody was quiet. And you could sense the emotions written all over members of parliament, some of them very quiet, crouched in their seats and looking at the days where Ostechim is able to was and addressing MPs on why he had to resign, like he said, for peace to prevail in his corpus. Of course, that gave an inkling that this is not something he wanted to do, but he had to do so because he wanted peace to prevail. He also said it was because he needed to give his party the chance to break the eight. And if staying on will bring a lot of rancor among his ranks, that would make it difficult for the party to break the eight. Then he had decided to, to take the jump. And so he has taken the jump. And peace were quiet from the majority side. For so many of them, they just can't come to terms. It will take some time for them to be able to grapple with the state of affairs in the house now that he will not be the one leading them to transact government business and other business in parliament and that it will be someone else. In fact, today, there was some issue about who the leader of government business will be. And he actually had to start up and explain a few things. But as an ordinary member of parliament, not, not as the majority leader who used to have the final say on how things go on the floor of the house. So, in fact, even for so many of us who were in the public and press galleries, you could not be lost on the emotions that were all over, especially mm. when he ended the speech, came back to pick his files from the majority leader's desk and put it behind him and now give the seat to Alexander Finnemarket. It was truly an emotional roller coaster in the chamber today. Kweku, do stay with me. Um, the MPP national organizer, Harry Nanabwachi, in his attempt to explain why Osei Mensah-Bunsu tendered in his resignation, said his commitment as chairman of the party's manifesto committee prompted his decision. Listen. The National Council has approved um, the following names for, to constitute the leadership of parliament. Honorable Alexander Afenyo-Martin will be our new majority leader. Um, we know the experience he's coming with. He's a very dedicated, sharp, committed, intelligent young man, and he's taking over from, he's, I mean, this is a huge shoes. Honorable Chairman Sabonsu, um, his commitment and his uh, intellect when it comes to parliamentary duties will be celebrated, not only in Ghana, but across the globe. Um, so Honorable Afenyo Martin will take his place as the new majority leader. And then we have another affable lady, um, Mother for all, very welcoming, very warm person, Honorable Patricia Apeje, um, who is the MP for Asokwa, will be the majority leader. We have the Chief Whip, which is still Honorable who is the MP for Nsawam Adwajiri. Honorable Patricia Apeje is the MP for Asokwa. Um, we have um, Honorable Alexander Fenyoma, MP. 
and then um, we again the first deputy will be uh, MP for um, Honorable Habib Idrisu will be will still be in fact he will be the first deputy um, or first um, deputy speaker uh, sorry and then we have another new face a new addition the person of the MP um, for Honorable Alex Tete uh, Junubua will be the second deputy whip. So this is the new um, approved leadership of the majority caucus in parliament. Um, so an official the, the, statement. Yeah, yeah the, the question is why? Why was it there a need for you to contract parliament? Is there any special reason aside what we are hearing the rumors that the current or the outgoing majority leader was somehow forced? You heard the minority in parliament saying that he was ousted from his position. Why would have to constitute this? No, he was not ousted. You notice that he voluntarily stepped down from his position. Now he's taking another important um, 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 position. Now he is the chairman for MPP's manifesto committee and again he will still be the minister in charge of parliamentary affairs so um, for us uh, that is okay. it's a new mandate I mean change is good we have consensus building on this particular matter he's still there the, although he is not contesting again his experience is still there for everybody to tap in for us served the country well he's Parliament very well, he served uh, the party very well, and he will continue to do so. There is still energy in him. Um, as I said, I would even always advocate that he start writing a book. I mean, he will be celebrated uh, for the work that he's done. So it was con- out of pure consensus building. But Director of Communications for the NPP campaign team, Dennis Merakozabwaji, says Osei Chairman Sabonsu's new role has nothing to do with his resignation. The members of the manifesto committee, as was issued, who are equal other positions um, in government and in parliament. And so I don't think that that is the case. I mean, the vice chairman of the committee, uh, who is a cabinet minister, minister for Western Housing, and is a member of parliament as well. And so many other committees in parliament. So the happenings in parliament have no direct connection with the composition of the manifesto committee at all. Because um, you could still hold whichever position you have in the executive or legislative and still um, play your role and support in the drafting of the manifesto. And so you're confirming that he's, he's assuming the role of the chairman had nothing to do with the resignation that happened. Some have already linked it. That's why he's moved on. Well, from the flagman's perspective, he believes that Kodabwa um, has very deep knowledge and understanding of various sectors our economy due to his years long standing 
years of service in Parliament and leadership in Parliament. He has seen several bills enacted into acts. He's seen several agreements. He's seen several issues across sectors as through Parliament. And so, if you are looking for that one person that will lead and have a best eye view of every single sector and a drafting of the manifesto, then I don't think there's any dispute about the quality of, of the contribution that Honorable St. Chairman Sabonso brings to bear when it comes to the drafting of this 2024 manifesto. And that is purely the basis on which um, the flyby has selected him to play that role and nothing else. Well, let's bring in someone who has a lot of understanding in terms of the political landscape of this country. Dr. Kwesi Amache Boateng, a senior lecturer at uh, Kwame Nkrumah University of Science and Technology, and he doubles as a political analyst. Doc, I'm grateful to you for joining us. Um, I mean, you've seen how this has played out. A lot of people have had their say in terms of how it will impact, you know, uh, the majority side in parliament. But, but, but what to you is that thing that will probably or how this decision this uh, uh, uh how this has played out impact on the majority side's uh, work in the house um let me say good afternoon mm -hmm. to you and your viewers and also to express my appreciation for having me uh i think it will have a short-term sort of a uh, negative impact, it will come to some people as a shock. Those uh, who were uh, with Honorable Osei Ju, when he announced that there was no such shakeup in the party. Uh, if you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Escuchas ese rugido Sientes la experiencia de poder La emoción de la libertad Ya estás preparado Para vivir tu nueva aventura Nueva Ram 1500 Hecha para vivir Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC The structure of the party in parliament Had not changed And that the parliamentary caucus uh, Were there And we effectively started change When the need came up all those people definitely were not on board of the uh, <coughs> uh, the decision making process. Yes, a backstage, if you like, politics that went on, which culminated in this particular decision. I'll call it backstage because uh, the way they went about it, the way everything unfolded, information that came public, the way they came, all provide indications, you know, to this understanding that mm. it did not necessarily come up as a major rational decision that the party was taking because of any known reason justification. Mm. I'd like to believe that all those people were taken aback. So, because of that, I expect some short-term, you know, um, effects on the members of parliament, the way they go about their activities, having to 
related to the new leadership that have come up all of a sudden without their knowledge, without the understanding, they had no word in it. And so obviously there was no sort of opportunity for them to contribute to it. You know, we can't talk about consensus. They never, you know, all those decisions never came out of, you know, generalized understanding of the party. Mm. So it will it, 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 it really have some effect for a while, and then later they will come to terms with it. Mm. But, but the party had said that, in fact, the members of parliament themselves brought it to the National Council meeting. And they thought that, well, they couldn't have allowed it. So it looks like the action itself is emanating from the house, uh, the parliament house itself. I like to believe that mm. that was not necessarily the case. Okay. Um, some of us are privy to some information that, you know, gave indications to the fact that Honorable Chairman uh, Sabonzi himself was not necessarily in the known that he was outside the country, he himself got to know about those, if you like, developments, and in fact, questioned, you know, some uh, uh, officers in their party as to what was going on. So, if you say that it came, it came, it emanated from the parliament, it becomes a difficult thing to, you know, work with. I don't think so. Well, um, there, there are a lot of issues that have come up from, from, from this particular announcement, but the new leader has a huge task. It looks as though it is not everybody who is backing him. What must he do to ensure that he has everyone on the boat in the last few months that they have in Parliament, as, as on the majority that we don't know how the 2024 election is going to go. But in, the, in these last few months, what must he do to have everybody backing him? Uh, I, I, see, I see this as an uphill task for the new leader. Given the fact that his name came up as, you know, one of the people who informed the media as to the impending arrangements, given and 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 the, and the understanding that goes with this is that he knew about it, and ordinarily one would have expected him to, you know, make inquiries of his boss whether, you know, that his boss was being, uh, if you like, promoted. Uh, he was being given some other position. He ordinarily you expect him to engage him to find out what is happening. I've been told, you know, of this and of that. Um, what, what, what exactly is your position of this? He didn't do that. And, and he had accepted, you know, to take over from him and had gone ahead to inform some media people. Mm. So he's going to have, you know, a, a difficulty trying to explain himself. I like to believe that the Times themselves will speak to the party members in parliament that they can't afford to allow their ranks to, you know, be split. And that they, it serves their own interest for them to, you know, stick together and try to make things work out as if they all were on board the decision. I think the Times called for, you know, the members of the MPP in Parliament to really, you know, take things as they are and move on. Okay. Now, we're also made to understand that the... Um, I mean, a former majority leader, say Chairman Sabozo, still holds on to his portfolio as a minister for parliamentary affairs. How does that, I mean, how can he and the majority leader work such that there won't be conflicting roles in the House? I think the new majority leader will have to, uh, you know, take things easy and quietly, you know, take leads from 
Honorable uh, Osei Chimeza Bunzu, and, and, and consciously avoid coming into some sort of conflict, a head-on collision or a clash with him. We want to do that so that uh, they all tread their paths properly mm. as much as possible. Yeah. Now, uh, I mean, we saw that, and people people ascribe that to it, that it looks like the Ashanti Caucus were not happy with the changes. Today in the House, the first deputy speaker, uh, Joe Weiss, uh, Joe Sewusu, was not there. It, it has gotten people talking. From your perspective, how will this impact the party's chances in the Ashanti region? Because already we know that the Alan Chawante factor is playing out so well there. So how does this also aggravate the party's uh, issues that it has in the Ashanti region? Well, even besides the Alan factor, there's this other factor that people are you know, not satisfied with the level of development that the region has you know, uh, received. And so that was already an issue before the alarm factor came in. Mm. And then later, you know, we had this alarm thing and now it's issue. And we would like to believe that some of those people involved in these issues also have spoken to some journalists in Kumasi. That is it initially when the whole thing came up. And so people know here in Kumasi that uh, there is this understanding that you have too many Ashantis holding various, uh, you know, positions of trust in the party that there was the need to do some sort of uh, reshuffle to balance, you know, the you know power basis in the party. Mm. Um, this might not necessarily, you know, uh, affect uh, the core party faithfuls, you know, but somehow, will have to consciously play down this whole issue himself and not let it show in his body language in any way when it comes to Ashanti region. Otherwise, he has also got some following. You know, he has also got some following who might also become disaffected and possibly, you know, this also, you know, translating into uh, things that a party will not anticipate, things mm -hmm. that a party will not expect. If it should really translate into votes, then that will become very unfortunate. Otherwise, um, it might not become a big issue if they if they if they play it out well. I don't think this will, will, will add up to the challenges related to bread and butter that people, you know, are so concerned about it. Now, I think those things will continue to dominate the headlines: bread and butter issues. Mm -hmm. How will this also impact the standing orders? That um, I mean, both sides have been debating about it. Last time we saw the majority, the Speaker of Parliament clashing with the first deputy speaker, about the involvement of the party. Is it time for that to be looked at again to say that, well, the nomination should be coming from the House itself for the party to then bless it, uh, than what it is now that the party will have to make decisions in that regard for, for those in Parliament? I think this issue has come up because it has come up now. And so, obviously, the two parties will have to or want to get it streamlined so that going forward, it will not, you know, degenerate into the Ferrari that we, we are experiencing now. The parties obviously don't need anything at all that would break their ranks, whether they are in government or in opposition. Mm. So I think uh, they will streamline this issue. Obviously, you can't say that the party should be taken out completely. But I think they will streamline it, uh, meet as a body and possibly together 
take a decision going forward concerning these issues. Mm. What I've been the NPP is an interesting thing. You get an understanding that some, you know, uh, power blocks in the party decided to pull some strings, and then oh, it has come to stay. I'd like to believe that that is what caused, you know, those who uh, were with Honorable Joe Osei to come out and, you know, relate to the issue the way they did. His body language was tough and strong. And you could see that they completely, you know, rejected what was going on. They were not in the know. I think that is what, you know, was very unfortunate. Mm-hmm. In future, I think the party will want to sit down and take decisions of this nature. When they do, I think... Uh, their misunderstandings will, you know, stay at the decision-making grounds. And that is normal with every major decision in any organization. So you can't get everybody to support it. But then at the end of the day, when a decision is taken, it becomes binding. When they go about it, you know, in future, I think this issue would have been, uh, the problem-taking decisions of this nature would have been addressed. Mm. How different is this from, you know, so many years ago when I said Chambers was being uh, made the, the leader. I mean, is there any difference in how that was done and now such that, uh, you know, the party needs to do more work to ensure this does not happen again? Seriously, I, I don't recall the circumstances that brought him into that position. Mm. But obviously what is happening now is something that they are not familiar with, something that they are not pleased with, obviously. They, they want they want to go about it in a proper fashion next time. It should be a major decision making process for the whole party, both the party as well as their you know um, members of parliament collectively as a party taking a decision that they are all interested in. Mm. All right, um, interesting. Let's see how this plays out. You know, um, in the entire course. You're saying that a party may not lose any, any vote in the Ashanti region because of this, they handle it well. If they are not able to, probably it will bite them hard. But let's see uh, how the party will handle this. <laughs> because okay. because okay. In, this, in this election, you're looking for numbers. So if in your stronghold, certain decisions will let you lose votes, then you have to ensure you take good care of you, 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 you manage it well. Now... Um, from from how you are in the Ashanti region, you understand it so well. You know what's happening there. Um, don't you have any feeling or having to hear that possibly this, however they handle it, could probably lead them to lose certain votes? Uh, my position is that the party is already reeling for major issues, and and and. The current issue doesn't come anywhere near the magnitude of the two major issues okay. that the party is already facing in the Ashanti region. What took out Alan and also the fact that people are so uh, disappointed in the party because of what they see as inadequate uh, resources mm-hmm. that the region has received, you know, uh, under under the leadership of Madango Fado. And so these are major issues. The current development, of course, you know, could have could have really, you know, become an issue. But for these two, mm. I mean, people aren't paying much attention to this. Okay. People aren't paying much attention to it. So that's why I, I, I believe that it's not mm. going to, you know, worsen the situation. The okay. two issues are already enough. And, and, and the party has a lot on its plate mm. concerning those two major issues. Okay. All right. So it's either... one pill away. This one peels away. Okay. So if the party is able to work on these two major issues, they have a chance in the Ashanti region? 
How are they going to get Alan to come back? And now that we find ourselves in the current situation, how are they going to, you know, uh, you know, sort of flood the region with projects? How are they going to do that? People are skeptical about the parties uh, or the government's ability to complete the some runabout project. And when they went ahead to clear the road sites, you know, uh, closer to the place, especially where the uh, people sell spare parts, Muslim, they want them. They want them openly that if they, you know, displace them, take them from where they work, you know, and they are living. And I'm not able to complete the project, especially the 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 the, the, the flyover at the some runabout. That there will be consequences. So all these issues are there. Mm. And, mm. and and I don't know whether they are going to be able to complete it. I don't know. We are in February. So these are major issues already staring at the party. And <laughs> what happened what happened concerning you know the majority mm. leaders issue is, is, uh, is a charge right. wow. you know, considering these issues already wow. on the hands of the party and the government. Doc, I'm grateful for joining us this afternoon and sharing your thoughts with us here. Uh, but still staying on this particular matter, the new majority leader in parliament, Alexander Fayomarking, is promising he will work hand-in-hand hand with the minority in the spirit of bipartisanship, the Efutu MP, who is now leader of uh, the majority side of the House, says he cannot afford a parliament divided, especially with the MPP and NDC, having equal numbers. Fayomarking was addressing parliament for the first time since he was appointed officially as majority leader. Honorable Minority Leader, let me assure you that we're going to have a time of bipartisanship. I want to assure you of my commitment. The situation is when you are playing number five, you are the defender, you are supposed to be abrasive. But now as a striker, I cannot use that strategy. So there will be no more air at all. We are going to work together because the happiness and the unity of this house shall materially depend on me. And I cannot afford to allow rancor to prevail. I just want to plead that in this hollow chamber, let us do everything we can to promote democracy. Let us assure our people that we don't fight in this chamber. That in this chamber, we discuss issues, we deliberate without personalizing. I promise you that. And even as we go out there to talk to our people, let us make them understand that the essence of democracy is to discuss ideas. After all, both parties have had the opportunity to govern this country before. Alexander Fenomarking also admits his new role is a difficult one, but he uh, will exert all his energies to lead a united MPP caucus. Party MPP has honored me to be the primus of this great chamber. We've been struck with COVID consequences. We are having situation in Ukraine and Russia 
where, Mr. Speaker, world trade is being disrupted. So no government is having it easy. But, Mr. Speaker, I want to assure my colleagues that together I will be committed into ensuring that we work hard to break the eight. Honorable Minority Leader, Mr. Speaker, the Venerable MP for Swami, Honorable Oseche Minzabuz, it's an institution, no doubt. It's a big shoe I'm going to wear. And I recall Harun Eseku telling me that MPP is not easy to be a leader. And I know behind me are professors, doctors, lawyers, businessmen. They know it. It's going to be tough. My colleagues, I call on your cooperation. I call on your support. And I also, Mr. Speaker, invoke the support and blessing of those ascendant leaders of this house to endure me with such fortitude not to fail in this hour of trial. So that's the new majority leader in the House, uh, Alexander Fayo Markin, Parliamentary Affairs Correspondent Kwekwasanti. Uh, still with me uh, with more on a momentous day in Parliament, Kweku. Let's talk about how this process was managed. Well, so um, um, after, be, before you, you heard the Alexander Fayo Markin mm. speak, I know you played the majority leader's speech already, pledging peace and explaining why exactly he had to resign or say chairman's abuse I'm talking mm. about. Mm. Or say chairman's abuse who, after delivering his speech, now goes to the black chair and hands over the black chair and other things to the uh, MP for a football lesson, Afenio Market, who is, who is the new majority leader. So, the viewers who are now catching up on all this as all these unfolding issues in parliament now watch how say chairman's abuse leads the days goes back to the black chair and hands that over to Alexander Fede Markin and other members of the new leadership now take their, their, their seats. Watch. Speaker, following the reshuffle that His Excellency, the President, has caused to his government, the matter came to be raised as to whether there should be... So, Speaker, news of his on unexpected resignation all of us on the night of Wednesday Speaker following the reshuffle that His Excellency the President has caused Escuchas ese rugido Sientes la experiencia de poder La emoción de la libertad Ya estás preparado Para vivir tu nueva aventura Nueva Ram 1500 Hecha para vivir Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC The matter came to be raised As to whether There should be a change in the leadership Of the party in parliament That is the majority caucus A lot of discussions have gone on in respect of the subject matter, some of them very informed, others unfortunately not informed. The discussions had the potential of degenerating into consequences, the end results of which
could be rather fatal. Or, as I have stated elsewhere, rather cataclysmic for my party in our effort to break in the AIDS, which effort has that far. for any party in government. It was amidst the discussions that at a meeting of the caucus, which the president had requested, I tendered my resignation as majority leader in order to still the storm and facilitate peace and unity required for the party at this time. The speaker, that decision that I made was not within the presence of Parliament. This morning, I summoned the caucus meeting to formally announce to my colleagues that I have elected voluntarily to step down as a majority leader and by that leader of the in Parliament have now taken their seat. You've heard there from Majority Leader Sechemen Sabunsu, who has read quite a lengthy speech, really talking about how this was really cordial. Let's go back to the floor and listen to the speaker. A very emotional period there. Kweku, stay with me now. Kweku, the Minority Leader has been talking about this situation for the very first time. Yes, he says he was really surprised to have heard that Sechemen Sabunsu has resigned and that he wishes him all the best for the future. He knows very well who the, the new majority leader is. They are all from the central region. This is the first time in the, in the history of the Fourth Republic we have men in their 40s now leading the major parties in parliament. And also, these two persons are all from the central region. He wishes of the and supposed to all the best for his future and is ready to welcome and work with a new leader. So, Speaker. News of his un unexpected re resignation hit all of us on the night of Wednesday, 21st February 2024, as we continue to ponder over how this House will overcome the huge void that he has created by his untimely exit from leadership. We cannot help, Mr. Speaker, but respect his decision to take a bow. Without a doubt, right, Honorable Speaker, the venerable former leader of this house will be fondly missed. Just like your good self, right, Honorable Speaker, 
your contemporary, the Honorable OKMD, has left a mark and a permanent footprint that will probably prove difficult to surpass in the annals of our legislation for years to come. I dare say, right honorable speaker, that his knowledge and experience of parliamentary practice and procedures can be matched by very few members of parliament. Having been a deputy majority leader, chief whip, majority chief whip, of course, deputy majority leader, leader and minister of state for parliamentary affairs, minority leader, majority leader, and minister for parliamentary affairs, he rose full cycle through all the ranks of both minority and majority front bench of this August House. Many include my good self, who attest to his leadership style, brilliance, rigor, and attention for detail, his unique, humane, and personable nature that has always commended by most people. Mr. Speaker, as he leaves the majority front bench now, towards his final bow. My earnest wish is that he will be kind to avail his wealthy experience and knowledge to members of this house from both sides to tap in. I also wish to welcome and congratulate my colleague, my new colleague, and a friend, the Honorable Afenio Makin, as he takes his seat as the majority leader. So, Speaker, no more ato. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Well, the majority leader had to cross his first header today when the NDC demanded that the government names a new leader of government business. Mr. Speaker, the designation read by your good self no, the letter from the party read by your good self and the designation by the immediate past leader of the house did not include the leader of government business. So, Speaker, the MPP may be the governing party, but they are not the government. And it is important for the government to designate someone as the leader of government business. As we speak, now, Mr. Speaker, the Honorable... Afenio Markin, Pamina, is the leader of the majority and not the leader of government business. So, Mr. Speaker, the writing must be done. The government must communicate to you officially who the leader of government business will be. But as, I, as we speak now, he's the leader of the majority, but certainly not the leader of government business. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. I, I don't want as to debate this matter. But I can give you a bite, but I don't want us to debate it. It's not for us to decide, but please say, say a few words. Mr. Speaker, I'm just going to the standing orders. Mr. Speaker, I'm going to the standing orders. If you look at page 5 of our new rules book, leader of government business, leader of government business, I would invite my colleague, the minority leader, to go with me to page 5 of the rules of this house, where you will look at that is the interpretation clause, respectfully. And he's not saying include, he says means. Means. 
leader of government business means the leader of the party or parties in parliament which form the government. At all, your question has been answered. This is it. No, it will be superfluous. It will be superfluous for the party to state that it's been defined. Honorable Atu Fossil, it is here. So, Mr. Speaker, there's nothing for debate. Very interesting day in Parliament today. This is the pause. We'll be back with after this break. Yes, that's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow, it has a working surface on it. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I can see S-I-N-T-E-S syntax. That is so true, my daughter. When it falls down, it will spoil That's not true. But why? Why? Syntex <laughs> was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? For crystal clear and thrilling podcasts and live shows, download and listen to us on Apple, Spotify, TuneIn. Google Podcasts, MyJoy Online, Amazon services like Echo, Amazon Music, and Audible, Stitcher, Adam Online, Overcast, and Pandora. Take note of everything. Sign up for the multimedia digital platforms now to stay updated. Across Africa, a new era has begun. Shifting our focus to a new horizon, connecting us with one purpose to create and share opportunities to grow. Today, we are making a brighter tomorrow, built by our dreams and our energy. Across our continent, across the world, we are creating a better way to a better future. The Pan-African Future, together. Ecobank, a better way, a better Africa. We've had news file over the weekend and uh, an interesting part of the conversation. Oh no, we are out of range. Oh, don't worry, Daddy. I have Alex in my bag. Alex what? Alexa. Open Multimedia Ghana and play Joy FM. Super Hits Radio. Radio. Joy 99.7. Listen to Joy FM. Hits FM. Love FM. Live on your Amazon Echo.
Listen to your favorite multimedia radio stations live on your Amazon Echo device by saying, Alexa, open Multimedia Ghana, play Joy FM or Hits FM or Love FM or catch up on your favorite podcast by saying, if you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member IPC. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. Select Quote. We shop, you save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Play. And then the name of your favorite podcast from Multimedia Ghana. For a list of all podcasts available, say Alexa. Ask Multimedia Ghana to browse programs. On air. And you are back like you never lost signal. Alexa, welcome to Multimedia. So welcome back from the break. Let's talk about uh, you know the, uh, the, our, our lead up to the election 2024 and how the supposed or the supposed smaller parties are doing in preparation for the big day uh, in seven on seven December 2024. Well, uh, I have with me in the studio the presidential candidate of the Liberal Party of Ghana (LPG), uh, Kofi Akbalu. Um, good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. Uh, this will be your. How many times have you contested so far? Oh, this will be my second time. Your second. Yeah, the first time was mm. 2020. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So 2020 was the first time. You didn't. You were not here in 2016. But uh, as we prepare towards this day, how's it going for the LPG really? Uh, LPG is going well for us uh, because uh, 2020. But around this time, we had not even started our campaign. Okay. And this time around, we've done it. We started our campaign from 2022, uh, September. Okay. And we've been campaigning, we've been going down to the people up to this time. And so the people have received us very, very well. Mm. And uh, we know we're going to make a serious impact in the next election. What, what, is, what has caused you to begin your campaign very early like that? Yeah, because uh, in the last election, we, got, we started 6th of March 2020. And after a month, uh, there was this COVID that we had to go for a lockdown. So we came 
back uh, somewhere September, October. That was when we, we were allowed to campaign. Mm. So we couldn't do anything. And uh, it had a serious impact on our uh, performance. Which means you began in 2019, because the lockdown was around 2019, there about? No, 2020. Oh, 2020. you began in 2020. Okay. Mm. That was uh, because uh, we started since of uh, March 2020. 2020. That's mm. when we began uh, our campaign. So this time around, we've learned our lessons. Mm. So we started to start early mm. uh, to enable us to reach uh, so many people that we can. What message are you selling to the people of Ghana? You've had the two major parties, everybody trying to uh, sell a certain kind of message to the people. What are you selling? Well, what we are selling is hope. Okay. Uh, we are selling hope. A better tomorrow. That's the theme for our manifesto. A better tomorrow. Okay. A new plan for jobs and wealth creation. Mm. Everything that we are going to embark on, the end results, should create jobs and work for our people. Okay. So in our government, we'll be the first party to introduce child benefit in this country. Okay. Every child below 18 years will receive uh, payment in a form. Every child below 18 years will receive payment? Yes, every oh. and, Okay. Uh, those who are above 18 years, mm -hmm. but unemployed. So the old men, including the old men and women mm. who are not on uh, formal pension whatsoever, mm. will pay them unemployment benefit. But do, do we know how much you will be paying these people? Oh, yeah, we know. Mm. How, how, how much will you be paying? Uh, we're looking to pay uh, 500 cities per child. Uh, and those who are twins will pay them 750 per child. Okay. So if you happen to be a twin, you get 750 cities. And then if you are, if you are like me, who's never a twin, mm. you get uh, 500 cities. Okay. Yeah. That, that's from, from zero to what age? 18 years. So 18? Yeah, to 18, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's what you intend to do that? Yeah, because you see, the end result is what we should look for. Mm -hmm. Because when you uh, in, uh, inject this kind of money mm -hmm. into the system, yeah. you are going to generate demand activities. Okay. So people have money in their pocket. They'll go out there, buy goods and services. And as they do that, if you formalize the economy, whatever they spend their money on, it will suffer VAT. And then the VAT will come back to the state. Okay. And then when the businesses are doing well, they'll pay corporation taxes, they'll pay company taxes. And then if they pay dividends, they, the, uh, the shareholders will also pay income tax. Mm -hmm. Even the workers, they will pay income tax. That's the PAYE. Even the money that they are taking home, they will still buy goods and services, and then they will suffer VAT on that. Mm. So it, 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 uh, the end resource is what we are looking at. So when we inject that money into the system, you are creating jobs, you are creating wealth. Because if your business is doing well, you have confidence to expand your activities, mm. and that will require additional labor. Okay. Assuming you are uh, running maybe a small business here in... Uh, Kokomlemle uh, here. Mm -hmm. Maybe you are running Gary and Beans business or Banku or mm -hmm. whatever you can think mm -hmm. of. Mm -hmm. And then I uh, decided to, because demand is going up, you can decided to uh, open another branch somewhere. Mm -hmm. you, you yourself cannot be everywhere. So definitely employ people and they will get jobs. Okay. But you see, we want. Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. To stop importation of everything. But, but I, I want us to take it one by one. Now, you say you're going to pay children, right? Yeah. 
Do, do you know how much it's going to cost you in a year for you to do that? Do, yeah. do you know? Uh, we, 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 we know how much it's going to cost us, but we have done the net, uh, the net outflow. The net outflow we are looking is 4.2 billion. 4.2 billion? Yeah, Ghana cities. That's, that, that's the net outflow. So that's what, yeah. a, a, year, a, a, a month or what? We're talking about a year. A year, 4.2 billion. billion. Because you see, mm-hmm. when you put a dollar mm-hmm. in an economy, mm-hmm. it has to revolve around 27 times. Okay. You see, when you give money, this, you buy this, this will go here, this will go there, this will go there. Mm-hmm. It circulates. So it revolves around 27 times. So you don't look at... Uh, putting this money and that it ends all. No, that's why I gave you uh, mm. a, a clear cut that when you get the money, when you buy goods and stuff, the moment you, you spend the money, you are suffering VAT. Mm-hmm. The VAT will come to, back to the state. So okay. I give you the money, mm-hmm. but the money will come oh, back in a different form. Okay, so that's, that's how you're looking at yes, for the, the money the, to go. That's how economy should look like. Okay. You see, when you run an economy, you have to always consider injecting money to a system to generate demand activities. Mm. Because if people are not buying, that economy will suffer. Mm. It's like blood. It's a blood. In a cash is a blood. Mm. You have to flow in the economy. If it doesn't flow, the economy will start. You see? So, uh, we, we, uh, you, you see the shirt you are wearing? Mm-hmm. Very nice shirt. Mm-hmm. Made in Ghana. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, if people have money and they are buying this kind of shirts, the, those who are producing this will produce more. Okay. And then when they walk to the bank for a loan to expand their business, the bankers will be ready to give them the money because they know that what the, what the quantity that they produce, there's money in the system to buy them. Okay? okay. So the banks will not be afraid to lend out. So, that, so running an economy, you need to look at all these factors. Mm. Other than that, if you keep everything to yourself, nothing will happen in the economy. Mm. You know, when you go to the advanced economies, they pay unemployment benefit, they pay child benefit, they pay this benefit, even they pay your house, your rent. If you are not working, they pay your rent for you, they do this for you. Not that they have more money than us, mm. but they believe that when they inject those monies, it helps small businesses to grow. Okay. And the small businesses will employ people. Mm. Okay? Mm. If you have a mommy and daddy shop somewhere, at least it, it, it's occupying mommy or it's occupying daddy. Or maybe he's copying, uh, occupying a, a, a shop assistant. That person is getting paid every month. You know, so every small business, we have to help all the small businesses to grow. Mm-hmm. Other than that, we, we don't have any economy. I mean, my nominal, uh, just checking, I guess that the money will be more than you're proposing. Anyway, no. but, but I'm sure you, are, you, you look at it. No, 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 we know what mm-hmm. we're talking about. We have done our calculations. Yes, you're looking at zero, because, to, zero, zero to 18. I'm no. saying that if I look at the census that, I, that I, I, I gave you, have done. Uh-huh, I gave you, I said, mm-hmm. net outflow. Yes, I get you it. See. But I'm saying that so you more we, than, we have mm-hmm. inflows mm-hmm. and then the outflows. Yes. So the end resource mm-hmm. is the net outflow. Uh-huh. How much? Yeah, then I'm saying that it will be more than that. But that's fine. Let's accept it. How are you? Because we've always we are in a country where government in government I will complain that we don't have money. We don't have money. How, what's your source of funding this sort of initiative? Yeah, we have money. If anybody tells you we don't have money, it's a lie. Mm. We have money. Okay. You know, every year we borrow money to buy cocoa, aren't we? Mm. And when we borrow, we call that money what? Syndicated loan. Syndicated. And we borrow in dollars. Is that not it? Mm. But when we bring that dollars, do we use the dollars to pay the cocoa farmers? We don't give them dollars. We give them what? Cities. Cities. So where do we get the cities to pay them? It means the cities, the cities were sitting somewhere. And then we brought the dollar, and then we took it, and then even before... No, but that's, you, are, you are exchanging for you to no, get No, so where is that money sitting that was exchanging from? Bank of Ghana, is that not it? 
So you take the money from Ghana. Exactly. From Ghana. Exactly. We have to. You have to inject the money in the economy. I will not borrow money to buy cocoa. When I become president, I will not do that because prior to 1992, mm. we were not borrowing to buy cocoa. Why should we borrow money to buy cocoa and suffer uh, interest and transactional uh, charges? charges? You see, mm. we waste money. You know, the recent borrowing, we borrow 800 million dollars, mm -hmm. and then they, they give them two tranches. The first tranche was 600 million. Do you know how much came? It was 541 million. So 59 million went waste okay. to advisors and all this, blah, 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 blah. We wasted the money. If we had not borrowed, or maybe we had borrowed from Bank of Ghana, okay, the same amount of money, that 59 million would have gone to Bank of Ghana, and then the advisors, whatever, in Ghana here. Mm. Are you okay? Mm -hmm. Cocoa board, when they, when they would take their time to sell the beans, when the beans money come, it goes straight to Bank of Ghana. Mm. Are you okay? Mm. So if anybody tells you there's no money in Ghana, Ghana, we don't use dollar, we use cities. So cities will control the city. It's government. So when I become president, I have to uh, be able to borrow money from Bank of Ghana to inject in the economy. Okay. Because if you go to Abugoshi and so many places, people are sleeping uh, in kiosks, uh, containers, and whatsoever. And if you borrow money to build housing, I don't see anything wrong from Bank of Ghana because if you want to build houses, cement, iron rods, and everything, you buy them in cities. Mm. Okay. Mm. If you want to do our roads, why should we go and borrow money? Whilst we can get the money sitting in the Bank of Ghana. Mm. So it's about how we organize our system. But we believe that what the white man will tell us is what we should always follow. When we went to UK, okay, in the dollar between the dollar and then the euro or the sterling, the same exchange rate has been since. It has never changed. It has never changed. One point, one point two five to to the sterling. One point two six, one point two six to the sterling. But but it changes then. No, one point two five, one point two six. It's, it's, it's around the same margin. You mean the, the 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 increase is not too huge? No, it is same around the same. But look, uh, when I was young, okay, mm -hmm. uh, the CD to the dollar was thirty three pesos. Okay, mm. but now how much is thirteen cities? Okay, why? So something must be done and done properly. Okay. So because of our let, dependency, let, let, let me our dependency mm. on the dollar, okay, running our economy, mm. that is why we keep on suffering. People are suffering. So if you are a worker like yourself, you are a worker, they pay you less than 5,000 cities a month. Mm. That 5,000 cities cannot take you anywhere because the moment you get the money, when you convert them into dollar, it's less than $400. Okay? Mm. It's less than $400. What, what can you use the $400 for? A whole month? You can't use it for anything. But if you're able to manage our, uh, if you take away this uh, dollar dependency, okay, and everything is city, 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 when you get 5,000 cities, you'll be a big man. Mm. How superior is your, so your plan is that you would, you would, you'd pay, you'd, you'd pay salaries to young children and also older people. That, that, that's the yeah, sort they, of policy you're bringing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and that is to, to ensure that money revolves uh, in the uh, economy. In the economy. Now, so how is that superior to, say, a 24-hour economy being proposed by the NDC? How would that be superior to, you know, the plan the, of the MPP industrializing the economy, creating factories in, in, yeah. in many of these? You see, uh, because I didn't have enough time to tell you what we would do, mm. uh, but I'll say something here. Hey, but but uh, you, you can complete what you do, then you come okay. to my, my, right. my, my, my question. We, we, aside this payment, mm -hmm. we are also looking to set up a $10 billion job fund. That's, we are using a, a figure, a $10 billion job fund to assist the young people carry visions. 
mm. to go into business to uh, realize their visions. Mm. We believe that when they do that, they will employ themselves and they will employ other people. Mm. When we are in government, we're going to stop importation of rice, we're going to stop importation of poultry. Because after six months in government, there won't be any importation of poultry here. Because it doesn't take more than two months to get a broiler ready to the market. So in government, I should deliberately find money, give it to poultry farmers, make sure they produce more than they are producing now, to feed us and also export to our neighbors, like Togo, Burkina Faso, and Niger. Because we have the same uh, problem. So I'm, I'm not thinking of exporting to Europe or whatever, mm. where there will be too much conditions or whatever. But uh, within our neighbors here, we should to supply uh, our neighbors. Mm. Deliberately, we put about less than $500 million uh, to, uh, to the poultry farmers. Let's mm. uh, get about 50 farmers, give them $10 million, $10 million. You, uh, you ask them to produce enough for our consumption. You're not going to import uh, poultry. You create jobs and you create wealth. Now, how, how, how much can the ten million dollar produce? The ten million dollar it can produce a lot. It can produce a lot. If you give ten million dollar to the apple farms, or you give twenty million dollar to uh, to, uh, Topman mm. Topman farms, they will produce more than we they are producing now. So deliberately, you give if when you inject five hundred million dollars into the economy to produce uh, poultry, my brother, mm. we can feed the whole country. Okay, we mm. can feed the whole country. With poultry, we, we would not even need to import anything to this country. But remember, when you are doing that, people will be thinking that, oh, those who are importing are going to destroy their business. They are not going to destroy their business. You direct them to go and buy from our farmers okay. and bring them to the market. Even they would rather give them advanced payment. So they are going to help them to produce more. Okay? So we have to create a deliberate policy around what we consume. Dresses. Whatever we should import, we should import them. We should give uh, people money to start producing the shoes we wear, the the, the, the dresses we wear. Mm. That's what we are going to do. Everything that we consume here, and also you have lithium, you have uh, bauxite, you have this. You should have a deliberate policy to add value to them. If you don't add value to them, mm. you are not you are not doing anything. You are harming yourself. So as a country, when we are in government, we are going to make sure we deliberately find money to inject in adding value to our natural resources. Mm. Because over here, if you build a refinery to add value to manganese or uh, bauxite, you are creating aluminum, okay? You are cre creating alloys. And, and at the end result is that you are going to have a, a manufacturing plant to produce vehicles here without importing vehicles, engine mm. blocks, everything. Even uh, airplane parts and the rest, you can produce them here. Because most of them are produced with what? Bosite and bosite comes from alo uh, some aluminium mm. comes from bosite. Mm. So that's what we are going to do. We look at uh, our economy. We realize that there are a lot of young people who have brilliant ideas, but they don't have hope. So in government, we are going to target these young people, support them with the needed capital to enable them to realize their vision. Mm. Because a person like uh, uh, Mark Zuckerberg or Bill Gates, they started when they were young. Steve Jobs and the registered when they were young. But in America, deliberately, they identified these young people, give them the needed support for them to realize their vision. But here, you have to struggle to get your own thing done. Mm. And people are not able to dream big, to think big, and mm. do big stuff because they are afraid that they will not get the necessary capital to do whatever they're supposed to do. But I want to promise Ghanaians that when I become president, you can dream any, any dream that you want to dream. 
and will support you to make that uh, uh, reality. You see, when you go to the book of uh, Proverbs chapter 29, uh, verse 28, it says, lack of vision that mm. people perish. Lack of vision that people... I, think, I, th I thought you said lack of knowledge. No. My, my people perish. No, this is lack of vision. In, in, the, in the Proverbs that yes. I quoted. Chapter 29, verse 28. Okay. And then when you go to the book of Joel 2, verse 28, it says that a time is coming that I, Lord, will pour my spirit on all flesh. Mm. And then your men and women will see dreams. And the young people will see what visions. So if the young people are going to see visions, and they're telling that you that lack of vision, the people perish, mm. it means vision is very, very important. And I have the vision that every young person around has a vision. But what they need now is they need their support. So when I become president, it will be on my neck to make sure every young person, whether you are an NDC, you are an MPP, you are Frafra, you are Dagati, you are an Eve, you are whatever, it doesn't matter. What matters is that we are in here. And then we're going to turn this country into a land of opportunities for every young person to make it right here. Without traveling, we can sit here and make it. You know, we have AI. Okay, a young person, young people should be taught how to, I mean, turn the ideas into mm. something. Mm. When I become president, from basic school, from primary school, okay, you will learn com computer programming. It's going to be compulsory subject for okay. every young child from basic school, primary school, class one, class two, class three, class four. You will learn computer programming. So by the time you reach SS, I mean, you can do a lot of applications on your own. Okay. Not necessarily. Uh, we want to create billionaires. Mm. That is our target. We want to create millionaires and mm. billionaires in this country. And it's possible. We can do it. Will you be taking from the Bank of Ghana to do this as well? Why not? It's our money. It's the money sitting there. Now let me, let me, take, let me take you to Russia. When we, we had this Russia and Ukraine war, you know the, uh, the EU and then the Americans uh, uh, gave a whole lot of uh, restrictions to sanctions to the Russia. Russians. And taking that the uh, Russian rubles is going to rumble, okay? But before they realized, they were depending on their, on their rubles, and now their rubles have been strengthened. Do you know why? Because you use your brain to do things. We don't allow anybody to sit somewhere and be dictating to you. You have to use your own brains to act what you have. Mm -hmm. So what they had was that, hey, if you want to buy from them, you have to use rubles. So now you have to change. The demand for rubles went high, and anything that demand goes up, definitely you have to yeah, pay yeah. more. Yeah. So this is what we do. If you have our cocoa, you have our gold, you have our diamond, mm. but now as it, as it stands now, most of our these natural resources are not ours. We have given it to foreigners because they will take 90% and they'll give us 10%. When I become president, those things will not happen because we need to bring Ghanaians together mm. to put resources together to do big stuff. Now, if I call Methodist or Pentecost and I sit down with the uh, chairman of Pentecost, that, uh, Mr. Chairman, you have a lot of people following you in this church. They have money. Some have money, some don't have. But if you can get, let's say, all your members to come together and put resources together, mm -hmm. they can run this uh, industry. You see, if, let's say, one million people in Ghana here decide to bring $1,000 each, it's one billion dollars. If one million Ghanaians come together and say they are contributing less than thousands dollars each, it's one billion dollars. You don't need to travel to go and get that money. You can bring Ghanaians together, 
and collectively they invest their money into something. You may not have the know-how, you may not have the technical know-how, but you can employ people who have the know-how and work for you. But that's already happening, isn't it? Where, yeah. where people form partnerships to, uh, to establish businesses, Ghanaians. Oh, but I mean, we have industries in Ghana that Ghanaians are running. They are like, no, what you're saying. You, no, you no, I mean, you let them come together with money, and then they set up to employ good. people, isn't it? Uh, uh, good. And, and I'm saying that's already happening, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, good. But your oil, who is running your oil? Is Tala Oil and Adaku Cosmos Energy? Who is running your good? Your good is New Month, Anglo Good, Go First. They are running your good. Mm. Okay. Now then, the latest one is the lithium. They gave it to some young, some young chaps in mm. Australia. Mm. Okay. No, I don't believe that. I believe that we need to form our own company, owned by Ghanaians, flow shares, strengthen the uh, Ghana stock exchange, the stock market. Let's strengthen it. So Ghanaians will understand. That is why when you go into LPG manifesto, we are mm. saying that from basic school, yeah, right from basic school, we are going to teach our kids savings and investment culture. So that by the time you, you finish school, you, you understand what they call savings and investment. Mm. Because people get money, they think what they're earning is less, so they cannot save. If you're earning 500 cities, you can still save 50 cities. So assuming you're earning 450, you will survive on the 450. So you can't tell me that if you're earning 500, you cannot leave 50 cities and save. But if you understand that, that part of life, mm. that savings and investment will lead you to become a millionaire. Then you want you you no matter how much you're earning, you still pass some and save it. Mm. That is how we are going to teach our case because okay. we know that our capital market is not strong in Africa. Our problem in Africa is capital formation. Okay. We are not able to come together collectively and put money together to do big stuff. That's why we go to the book of Genesis chapter eleven verse one to six. It says some people came together to build the Tower of uh, Babel. Mm -hmm. They came together collectively to put the ideas to put everything together. To book that tower, and God said, Because the people are one, whatever they plan to do, they will execute it. Mm -hmm. Now, when you go to the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 11, verse 1 to 6, it says, Cast your bread, and then in the future you have it. Mm -hmm. You know, when you go to church, they will tell you, Oh, to abode, you go up on another But it's not that. Isn't, isn't, isn't government doing that already through the T bills that they have? It's mm. part of investment, you understand? Yeah, that's, that, that, that's not the kind of investment we're talking about. Okay. They're talking about funds, okay? Mm. Whereby you bring money, I bring money, and then you have a purpose that these funds we are investing into this. Okay. Okay. Mm. Now we will say we can even go beyond Ghana and go and invest. If you okay. take Newmont, who is the owner of Newmont? Newmont doesn't have a single person as the owner. Okay? Collective investment, they have put together and they are running new months. And they are taking all our goals. Mm. Okay? Mm -hmm. Now, when I become president, I want to help you. Uh, the one who is watching me here, mm. I want to help him, myself, yourself, and then we all put our monies together. If, let's say, we are 100 million people, and this person bring 100 grand, 100 grand this morning, this afternoon, 100 grand is 100 million. Yeah. So, you see, but my 100 cities cannot do anything. But if collectively we all put that money together, it becomes it, something. something. Mm. And then we can invest into something. So how superior is this to the two proposals from the two parties? Uh, the, your plan. We're talking I mean, about a 24-hour economy. Exactly, 24-hour. And this one is also saying, I'm going oh, to industrialize. You, you see the 24-hour economy, you yourself, you know. I Assuming don't, I don't you know. are in Tetrim mm. or Ahafo, in Mim, mm. and somebody comes to tell you that I'm going to build 24-hour economy there, and then you also accept it. Hey, there's something wrong. 
Ah, there's something wrong with your thinking. If someone, if you are in Ogoso or uh, Achinsua, or maybe uh, for Badiba to chalk, and somebody walks to you and says, Oh, we uh, want to build 24 hour economy here. And then you carry some t shirts, and then you are jumping and you are uh, dancing. That you, there's going to be 24 hour economy there. There's something wrong with your thinking. Uh -huh. how, is, how is it going to happen? But the the no, the the, 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 the part is Ghana, going to do no where in Ghana mm. will this happen? Where in Ghana will this happen that they're going to be 24 hour economy somewhere? Do you understand what 24 hour economy is? It means a 24 hour economy like this daytime. How what is happening is going to happen everywhere. Let me give you one typical example. This company Joy, mm -hmm. they run 24 hour. Yes. Is that not it? Yes. But the number of people who work in the daytime are they the same number working in the evening? No. Because in the evening, you don't need the accounts people. You don't need the marketing people. You don't need the human resource people. You don't need the administration. Even the drivers, you don't need all of them. It is because the conditions are not there for this to be here. But the party no, no, is saying that... Condition? No, no, no. The we party is saying that I will create it. That no, people no. can work in the no. night. And then you also believe that it's going to happen. Because in the night, who you, what you need is only the presenter here, or maybe your software who is doing the night uh, thing. And then maybe the DJ who is playing music. And then the technician, and then the security people. These are the people you need here. You see, the night is going to buy that. That you need the service of an accounts or marketing people or the sales people. You don't need them. So if somebody tells you that it's going to run 24-hour economy, it's a hoax. The person is misleading you. So if you don't understand, you I know say you are doing uh, what do you call it? Uh, you are being the uh, the devil's advocate. So you are asking me these questions. I understand, but I know it's not you. But those people out there will understand that. Charlie, it's not going to happen. It's a lie. Because the, the person proposing 24-hour economy is also telling you that he's, going to, he's not going to allow uh, the restriction on what importation of goods and services coming to this country. Okay. You know, All the right. last uh, budget, mm. when Katie Amon went to mm. parliament with some kind of restrictions on importation, they were fighting. So if yeah. the same person comes back to tell you he's going to do 24-hour, what is he going to do? I hear. Okay, uh, but 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 is your do you have what about representation in, in throughout the, the, the country? I mean, region wide, uh, regional basis. Do you what's what what? Oh, yeah, we have we have men and women who are representing the party everywhere. Uh, yeah, including MP. Uh, uh, uh -huh. Oh yeah, uh, it's not every constituency that we are going to mm. put a candidate there. We are going to be measured and okay. then make sure there are some constituency that we believe that we can. Do all that. That's where we put candidate. But you have offices in every constituency. Oh yes, we do. The we constitution. Do. Not all. The, not not all the constituencies. Okay. But we have the one eight nine. We have one. The one one eight nine. Yeah, that's okay. the that's the requirement from the AC. That you have to test of all the constituencies in the country, and we have. All right, Mr. Palu. Thank you for coming. I wish you all the best. Uh, I'm sure 2024 will come. We'll but, see. But I believe you'll you vote for me after uh, hearing me. Well, like they say, everybody's vote no, no, is see, secret. No, so, okay, I understand. No, yes. But so, so when, you, don't, you don't want anybody to so do when that. You go, when you get into a box, then you yeah. decide. You but, but compare mine to the 24-hour economy and then vote. But you're not only fighting against 24-hour economy. You're no, no, fighting against... No, no, uh, because uh, there's uh, no much time. Well, there's no okay. much time for me to talk about about me. I would, okay. I would have, because you mentioned 24-hour economy, that's why... Okay. But if you have given the time to talk about about me, I would, then it would have been different. So if I ask you, what, what do you have to say about Baumia's plan? Because you don't have enough time, so I don't want to... I, I can give you a minute for you to... Oh, do a, minute, a minute will not be enough. Okay, all right. Thank you so much, Mr. Pallon. It's a pleasure. This is still the post. Now, Movement for Change leader Alan Chamanting has begun a tour of some of the major markets in the greater Accra region. 
the tour which started at the Makola market is uh, the uh, former trade minister's way of introducing himself to voters in the various markets. Some of the enthusiastic supporters have been speaking to join us. We can go live to our reporter, Kenneth Jesse, for our update on this tour. Kenneth, uh, what has Alan Chermantin been saying? Okay, so Alan is speaking now. Let's listen to him. We've had two dominant parties for the last 32 years. 16 years between the two parties. Both parties have ended their 16 years with the IMF. So it is obvious that it's time for Ghana to move forward to look for an alternative. And from what you've heard and you've seen around uh, uh, Greater Accra today, the people are asking for Alan to become the alternative going into our general election in 24. Because there are four things that they want to see in a leader. One is vision. The other is competence. The other is integrity. And the other one is being action-oriented. And throughout my life in politics in Ghana, all these four competencies have become evident. And um, I, I can say without a doubt that if you are looking for a safe pair of hands as a leader for Ghana going into the 2024 general election, it will be Alan Chamatin. And my record is clear. Now, first, I've said that we have to reform our tax structure. That's where it starts from. It's not a question of picking one or two taxes and then abolishing them. If we reform our tax structure, taxes will automatically come down. If you go to the advanced economies, the tax structure is such that they earn more revenue from direct taxes than from indirect taxes. It is the opposite in Ghana. In Ghana, we pile a lot of taxes on import duties, which affects the competitiveness of business people. But that's the wrong way to collect taxes. Bring the taxes down for businesses to survive. And when they survive, then they can employ more people. When they employ more people, you can get more taxes from income tax and from corporate tax. In all advanced countries, that's the tax regime. So just eliminating one or two taxes does not solve the problem. We need to change and recalibrate our tax structure. That's the first thing that we need to do. Thank you. All right. Okay. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.
Well, the, uh, from the battle, the movement for change, let's uh, cross over to the NDC because the NDC has assembled some 200 technocrats in a national policy dialogue to deliberate over policy issues for the party's campaign. The team, consisting of experts from diverse fields, um, has been tasked to determine key policy areas centered um, around the party's 24-hour economy. My colleague James Averji is at the dialogue and joins us live with more. Averji, tell us a bit more about uh, this dialogue and the latest as we speak. All right, so uh, my colleague Averji is at this uh, particular uh, um, you know, policy dialogue by the National Democratic Congress. They have assembled some 200, uh, uh, you know, people from diverse fields. These are experts to determine how the 24-hour economy can really work. James Averji is there. He will be bringing us an update on this particular uh, policy dialogue. That's how the NDC wants to, uh, uh, you know, uh, prop up the 24-hour economy policy. They are listening to experts uh, in the field to understand how that uh, can be uh, uh, made to work. We are there. We'll bring you that one line from the Pudiasi Lodge. Uh, in the meantime, though, the eating habit of Ghanaian youth, like you and I, is raising concerns among health experts due to their tendency to consume meals high in carbohydrates but lacking in essential nutrients, intensifying worries about their overall health. This trend, highlighted by the Ghana Society of Cardiology, emphasizes the prevalence of unhealthy lifestyles and insufficient physical activity uh, as significant contributors to health issues, particularly strokes, which are uh, increasingly reported among younger individuals in healthcare facilities nationwide. There's more in this report. According to the vice president of the society, Dr. Francis Ejikum, a regular checkup in unhealthy lifestyle has the potential of causing cardiac-related diseases. major thing is that the risk factors are increasing. Our lifestyles are changing. These diseases are as a result of lifestyle behaviors, many of them. I mean, of course, there are a few people who have genetic conditions, but many of them are as a result of lifestyle changes. The way we eat, the kind of food we eat. I mean, people are now eating more energy-dense meals, fast foods, cholesterol, excessive salt intake. People are eating less of fruits and vegetables people are not exercising we go and sit in our rooms there are people who from their bed sit in their cars to go to work and then sit behind the television and sleep. there's no exercise at all and then even less sleep sleep deprivation has also been noted to be one of the risk factors so as society our main interest is to be able to advocate and make people aware of these things so that we can help prevent. So we are going to educate more people in terms of prevention. General Secretary of the Society, Talambet Apia, called on the government to make a training of cardiopulmonary resuscitation, CPR, by the National Service Personnel Mandatory. He also urged companies to train some of their workers 
on how to administer CPR, which can easily save lives. So I'd like to uh, also make a for these automated defibrillators in their offices. Make sure at least the, uh, what do you call, select or uh, individuals within these various institutions to have some basic training so that they can roll over to other membership of that organization. The idea is that if everybody in any institution or all institution, at least, even if it's one person, will have an idea what uh, to do when somebody collapses uh, from a cardiac arrest, it will be very useful, it will be life-saving. Uh, even if a young person, like we hear these days, young person, oh, we collapsed, if somebody knows how to do CPR, it may be life-saving. Local, international organization, once you are running a business, you have some kind of, uh, what do you call, uh, um, staff. Staff should know how to do CPR. So this, this is a humble appeal we can make to, uh, you know, societies and then to government to also... Well, we took to the streets to find out from some of the youth what the, the, the idea is of a balanced meal. Listen. A normal exercise, one of the station um, from 5 a.m. to, to 5.30. I normally that my exercise join them and Saturdays I go jogging. I don't take pizza, those food I don't take because where me, myself, I brought up Bangkun and 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 plantain, kuyam, yam, all those things. That's what I, I normally take. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a ten-year, five hundred thousand dollar policy for nearly fifty dollars a month. Then we called Select Quote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Breakfast in the morning, yeah. Those banku and those stuffs, yeah, heavy food. So you take you up to, I think, the middle of the day, then you get something like Gary soaking, so those stuffs to eat, yeah. Okay, so I think in the evening, most I don't have time for the gym, but my daily 
walking. I was So let's return to the story about the NDC uh, gathering some 200 aspects to talk about, uh, to drive a policy uh, document out of the 24-hour economy. My colleague James uh, Avaji is at this particular dialogue and joins us with more. Uh, James, uh, so wanted to tell us more about this dialogue and the latest as we speak. So uh, this is a two-day uh, program happening at the Pediasi uh, Resort here in Ebro in the eastern region. Uh, it's actually organized by the NDC and their research team, they call the National uh, Socials Lab. And this is aimed at assembling all of these experts in order to uh, tax them to determine some policy directions for the party uh, going into uh, their manifesto drafting for the 2024 uh, elections. And so uh, this is actually just some preparations uh, towards what direction the NDC's manifesto will be taking. Remember, uh, we, uh, the flag bearer actually talked about the 24-hour economy. That is the major uh, uh, flagship program he has has talked about and so our understanding is that uh, all the policy directions must be centered around this 24-hour economy by the flag bearer of the party and so it is actually coming to an end today started yesterday coming to an end today uh, the uh, flag bearer john domani mahama arrived uh, not too long ago uh, this is actually happening in a closed-door session, the media is not allowed in there yet. We are told the uh, flag bearer would be addressing the gathering, and that is what the media will be let in. Uh, but uh, we are privileged to have um, a member of the legal team of the NDC, lawyer uh, Edu Jitamaklo, joining us uh, to let us in into what they have been so far since yesterday uh, to now. Uh, Council, thank you for your time. Thank you. Well, we know that this actually started since yesterday. Uh, I mean, we are told that this is not uh, to uh, uh, draft uh, the manifesto for the NDC, but to determine some key policy areas. What exactly are these ex experts expected to come out with at the end of the day? Thank you very much. Uh, as you are aware, we already have the People's Manifesto, the 2020 Manifesto of the NDC. And if you recall, some of the policy initiative in the 2024, uh, 2020 Manifesto included a 24-hour economy policy uh, uh, proposal. What we are basically doing is that from 2020 to date, there had been a lot of you know, interventions. And so we want to have a situation where we can engage researchers, persons from academia, um, experts to help shape these policy programs and uh, proposals that we put before Ghanaians in the year 2020 to firm them up for the purposes of the 2024 election. And as you rightly pointed out, yesterday the national chairman of the party opened the session. Today, H.E. John Dramani Mahama is here, as it were, to sit into or through the program to understand what the experts are also saying so that ultimately, ultimately, we'll come out with a workable document that Ghanaians generally would accept. And that is what exactly we are doing today. 
uh, at the end of today, are they coming out with a, a working document as a white paper uh, that you will be presenting to the uh, manifesto committee you will be constituting to work with? Already, as you are aware, the party has already inaugurated uh, a manifesto committee. On Monday, 27 committees of the party were inaugurated. Save that we didn't do a lot of fanfare with it because we recognize that the problem facing Ghanaians are not matters about fanfare. They are quite serious matters. So basically what we are doing is that after this, obviously whatever advice they will be given is not a matter for public consumption at this moment. It's purely for the use of the party internally to shape how we proceed going forward. And that's basically what I'm sure there are various sectors of the economy. What are the key ones of interest for you at this point in time? Finance, finance, finance. I mean, the economy, the economy, the economy. In fact, Dr. Mahmoud Obamia was in opposition. He has something that he always says. He said, when all is said and done, the economy is the pocket of the Ghanaian. I think that is profound. We want to focus on getting the pocket of the Ghanaian loaded. Once people have money, they can do many other things with the support of the state. Critical is the 24-hour policy uh, program. Uh, That's what I, I want to ask. How is it selling so far? It's been a few months after your flag bearer said this. How is it selling to the public so far? Thankfully, I do not want to rely on what I think. One credible researcher or poll uh, institution, Global Info Analytic. I think they've gotten a good name so far. They have come out with the latest report. Whereas they. So that's uh, from the Pediasi Resort where the NDC is having uh, this uh, conference where they've assembled some 200 experts to look at how they can help in the drafting of the manifesto, especially on the 24 hour economy. Well, this has been our package for you today on the Pulse. My name is Samuel Kojo Grace. Remember, there's more news on my joy online. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.